Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Self Made Podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Turcha, and this is where we talk all things health, wellness, lifestyle, business, and mindset. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Self Made Podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Turcha, and I have a little co host today. I have a guest on, my little brother, Jake. Jake, say hi. What's up, guys? Um, every single time I bring my brothers on the podcast, everybody goes crazy and loves it. So I was like, you know what? Let's bring Jake on more often because if you didn't know, if you're new here, me and my brother, he's my roommate. Like we live together here in Arizona. So we're together all the time. And I'm like, we make content together all the time as well. Like we have a TikTok and Instagram, like Church of Twins. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe we'll start podcasting more together. I don't know. Um, but you guys are always asking us questions. We get DMs, comments, everything about like living together and living across the country and moving because we recently moved from Iowa to like the Phoenix area in Arizona. Um, about six months, has it been like six months? Since August. In August. So about six, six months ago. And so some of the questions are regarding that. We're just going to chat. Um, and yeah, we're just going to see where the podcast goes. I have some questions, some prompts, like advice um, from you guys on Instagram. So if you don't follow me, follow me on Chloe Turcha or Turcha Twins or the Self Made Podcast. Um, I have a lot of different accounts, but I have them all linked below in the show notes. Um, and I'll link Jake as well, too, if you want to check him out. But let's get into the questions. Um, so the first question is, and this is a good one. I feel like this is something we both kind of have went through like a period of recently. Um, and it's the loneliness you feel in your 20s. So I feel like everyone experiences this. Um, and it's something I think I experienced when I was back in Iowa. Because I'm 22 for reference. Jake's 20. So we're very early on yeah. still in our like... 20s but um i think the the thing with feeling lonely in your 20s is it's often like through your growth period wouldn't you agree definitely i feel it's in the time where it's the most unexpected yeah and you are feeling like a desire kind of of oh it's going to be a big change in my life Mm -hmm. and it's going to be the best change it's going to be the happiest change like moving across the country for instance yeah we, well, personally, I expected, oh my gosh, I'm going to move across the country. I'm going to make so many new friends so fast. It's going to be like a game changer, kind of, like a fresh restart button. Mm-hmm. But then reality does hit you. And it's, I would say, from my experiences, it probably does hit everybody yeah. in some type of way, shape, or form. It's not going to hit everyone the same, yeah. or you're not going to go through the same things. Yeah. But it's almost. Kind of, for me, it was a big reality check. Mm -hmm. Coming from a smaller state in Iowa, we were more well-known. It was kind of everywhere you went. It's not, we didn't know someone everywhere we went, but you kind of recognized people. You could put kind of a name to a face, and you Mm -hmm. never felt kind of lonely because you were always surrounded by people you thought you might know. Yeah, I definitely think moving at our, like, in our 20s and our early 20s, like, accelerated like the loneliness stage because i think regardless of if you move across the country or if you're just kind of getting into like adulthood you're gonna feel it either way um but if you move across the country in your early adulthood you're really gonna feel it just because it is like Definitely. a complete culture like shock almost because we are from a small town in iowa you go to the grocery store you're gonna see five people you know you go to the mall like you have so many friends people you grew up with your entire life um so we definitely went through that i would say shock of like loneliness i would say moving here but it forces you i think putting yourself into a situation like that it forces you to branch out and i knew it would um but i also think that 
everything happens for a reason, especially like in the specific and right timing. And so I think it's important one to understand like loneliness is normal and everyone kind of experiences it. Like kind of Jake was saying, it's in different regards though. It's in different like seasons of your life. It's at different points in your life. It's for different reasons. Some people it's because they moved and they have to make new friends. Some people it's they got a new job and they don't know anyone at work. But sometimes it's also too just like graduating and say you went to like high school or college or whatever. You're always surrounded by like a community of some sort, whether you were like on a team or you were in classes or literally anything. I feel like your entire childhood for most people, you have a sense of community, you have a sense of people. And then once you graduate college, I feel like that's the first time where it's like you're stepping into such a new chapter of your life that it filters out a lot of that community. It's so raw. Yeah. It's the rawest thing I would say you. It's like, I feel like it almost is like the beginning of your life again in a weird sense because everything's a fresh start a brand new start and what uh i kind of think of it as is now you're kind of the small fish in the ocean again you have to not even in a way make a name for yourself in that sense but in a way you have to make kind of a name for yourself by going out introducing yourself Mm -hmm. to others putting yourselves putting yourself in uncomfortable environments that you know you need to be in because you were going through a change in your life mm-hmm. just by like us. We've recently started going to a different church yeah. and it's a youth group and it's Thursday it nights and we go, we've been in there a couple times, but we've always gone there, walked in after everyone's already in there yeah. and, and then in the we back. sit in the back and hide. Like literally you guys, there's probably 20 some rows and we would sit in the furthest back row. So no one would see us like, yeah. And, but that's okay. Like stepping in, like getting your foot wet is okay like you don't have to full-fledged like put yourself in that environment but i'm glad but we at did. the same time you really do have to i would yeah kind of go against that i, I think, think i think everything does happen to... for a reason though like i think god kind of had us in both situations so we could like appreciate the fact that we we're in the front row now like last time we went we were in like the mosh pit front row where like the people who've been going to that like event that night that youth group night it's like a young adult night um at the church but like people up in the front of like the ogs yeah and it was it really did feel like our first time going again because it's been a while too but and it's we've always when we went we'd sit in the car and we'd be like oh my gosh like i don't want to go in i don't want to go in like all these people and it's not even it's a lot of people it's it's over it's a couple hundred people it's a lot and chloe and i we at the time didn't know anybody Mm -mm. and what we needed to do was probably go there and start introducing ourselves because they are so welcoming. They're so loving. It's a they church. Want, like it's a yeah, bunch of Christian They like, want to make new friends and make you feel like you're at home. Yeah. But we were just too scared yeah. to go and do that. Yeah. But then every single time we'd go into the service mm-hmm. and then after we'd get back into the car and we'd look at each other and we'd be like, that was the best thing yeah, we'd like, ever been so to. Like, I we cannot went. wait to go back. Yeah. But then we would go back and it would be a repeat thing. Yeah. It would be, it is so scared to go in. It is causing us both mm-hmm. to have anxiety to go in there because we knew we probably weren't at the point of our lives to go up to random people introduce yeah. ourselves. And then now I've met a very good friend and he yeah. is a big part in that church. Like coincidentally too. Yeah. We didn't and even know. Him. He wanted to take us there and yeah. it was probably the biggest amazing change that we've ever had. It yeah. was, we did everything that we've always been so scared of. Yeah. Like he kind of pulled us and dragged us along into it. And I think that is a really key thing. And when you are lonely is you have to open up your network and the opportunity to put yourself in situations that like are going to help. Like you can utilize people and you can utilize networking and friends. 
And I think the coolest part about like kind of restarting and resetting in your early 20s, like feeling alone is you have a really cool opportunity to really be intentional with the people that you put into your life. Yeah. And like almost, you get to handpick your friends. And I think that's like really the only point in your life that you, I mean, you always can, but I think growing up, I want to say, um, like you, you kinda... you're friends with people you associate with, people on your soccer team or your baseball team or whatever, whatever group or music band, whatever you do, like that's your group of friends and you just associate it because you have common interests. But just because you have a common interest doesn't mean that they're necessarily like a good influence on you. Um, and I think, and my friends growing up are great. I love them, but it's just, once you grow up and you mature, you have different like values and priorities that you look for in friends. And so I think moving here in our early 20s was a really cool opportunity because we got to really like transform our lives. And then after we kind of went through like a transformative phase was when we were ready to like start reaching out and like making friends. And we've been really lucky. Like everyone I've met here yeah, has been like been. amazing. Like the friends I have here are like the highest quality friends I could probably, ex- like I don't even know how to explain it, but they're all like, centered around god and they're all like all of them have similar like lifestyles as me and values and we can have like really wholesome heartfelt conversations it feels like i've known them all forever even your friends like yeah and i will say is it takes a lot of time too with yeah this we've lived here since august so Mm -hmm. i would say that's kind of around the six month kind of period of time Mm -hmm. and i will be honest it's taken me up until now yeah to meet newer friends i've always had friends here i've had a best friend here that goes to asu that from home like it's that was normal but i knew i needed to extend my friends and find new ones as well and it's taken me six months now to finally open up and it wasn't that i was scared it was you when you're going through that period of time of loneliness Mm -hmm. you really have to almost like go for the loneliness 100 percent to really Find what you are looking for, yeah. find yourself, find whatever I would, whatever was holding you down, the weight mm-hmm. that was holding you down to make you feel lonely. Yeah. You have to a hundred percent be out of that mm-hmm. kind of time frame of your life and cut all those kind of the weights off mm-hmm. your feet from in the lonely zone. And then it's such a refreshing feeling going out and making yeah. these new friends because you know who you are now, you mm-hmm. know your wants and you know your desires and you're not going and putting yourselves in these uncomfortable environments, knowing that's not what you want yeah. yet. It's it is what you want. It's just you haven't been surrounded by that yet. Yeah, and it's amazing, truly. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think I think often we look at like the loneliness period of our life and feeling lonely is such a negative thing. But I actually, <clears throat> sorry, oh my gosh, I actually think it's like a really really important phase in my life, and it, it it's the most uncomfortable, and it can be, I don't want to say dark because I was never like sad and depressed but for some people it is but i feel like sorry i need to take a drink of water but i feel like it's the most transformative phase because it actually gives you time to like quiet your mind quiet your environments quiet your surroundings and really like reflect on yourself and like dig deep and you get to know yourself when you don't have a bunch of other people to distract you from who you are you start looking in the mirror a lot more often and i think that was like the biggest wake-up call for you being here is like you couldn't it was a lot of self-work and i think it, it reminds me too, like kind of jumping back to what you were saying about how you you have to kind of go through that period and get through it before you can kind of realize the type of friends you want to make. And I feel like people often talk about that like for relationships and it's like you have to love yourself enough 
you should love yourself before you try to like love, love somebody, somebody else, else like in a relationship but it's also kind of similar with like friendships as well it's like you need to figure out who you are and like what you represent because that's what you're going to attract in a friend as well and like the people i'm friends with now a year ago i probably i wasn't to their level like they wouldn't have probably wanted to be friends with me genuinely like we weren't thinking similarly like Your big mindset. time you like the guys yeah, you hang 100%. out with now and they've all been in your position too. Like everyone you've met, it's it, like... And that's the craziest thing, not to interrupt you, with going through what I've not like, what I went through kind of with yeah. my alone time and my time where I spent by myself. Now that I have came out of that kind of, I am still working. I would say we both still work on like ourselves every single yeah. day. But opening up to these other people and the friends I have now are older. Yeah. And I think it is amazing truly because... I can look up to them as mentors and as a best friend. And yeah. I think that's the best thing that I've ever done in my life. But yeah. it is kind of crazy because all of them that I, that I have talked to, when I'm like telling them these things and asking them these questions for like advice, they look at me and they're like, Jake, like I was going through that exact same thing mm-hmm. when I'm 20. Like you're actually way ahead of the game and yeah. they wish they could have done what I was doing at the age of 20. Mm-hmm. And it is very, I guess, reassuring and, it makes me feel good that the direction I am going yeah. is the right direction. And I now don't feel like I was the only one that went through that because every single person I've talked to, mm-hmm. they're like, Jake, like everybody kind of goes through that. Like, yeah. and most of them were like, I went through that exact same thing. Like yeah. I used to do those things. I used to do that. I used mm-hmm. to say those things. Mm-hmm. And it is very, I guess, reassuring and mm-hmm. having like Chloe it yeah. is amazing because I can ask her for advice and, it's a different type of advice. It's not from a boy or like an older guy. It's from a girl. And that's also a great kind of corner to see it from too, because Mm -hmm. then she can see it as a boy's position. Yeah. We learn a lot from each other. Yeah. Being a girl and a guy. And then I can also learn all these things from my other friends. And then I can help Chloe with those as well. Yeah. Just it all comes, what goes around, I would say comes around Mm -hmm. for the best. Yeah. I feel like, like you were saying, kind of, when, you, when you're when you in your, like, lonely season, you do think you're, like, you do feel alone and you feel like everything you're experiencing, no one else experiences, but that's the biggest thing. And I don't think you really truly understand it until you go through it and then you have these experiences where you meet people and you have a conversation and you're, like, well, we both experienced that. But even, like, in my episode last week and I talked about, like, my eating behaviors and patterns, like, I got some of the most, like, deep heartfelt messages and people were, like, I thought that was just me. And it's, like, I, I thought the same thing, too, when I was going through it. And it's, like... A lot, oftentimes we're one too like scared to talk about something or open up or share or you're just not ready like I feel like you don't have to like explain yourself if you're not there yet um but everything comes with time and I feel like it's it's just such a journey and such a process but like the loneliness period to like I guess sum this whole question section of this episode up is just like the lonely period is such a good phase of your life and I think people you have to like change your perspective on it though like you can't look at it with such a negative lens you have to look at it as like almost like an opportunity and be like okay this is happening for a reason this is happening for me and i need to like take advantage of it and i i went through it when i was back at home like when i was out of my relationship all my friends were working like nine to fives or going to school or they went to a different school like i had like one friend and she had a full-time job too so it was like i worked from home i worked alone i took classes pretty much online i had no friends at school so i i spent a lot of time alone and i i loved it and i really did like it but it was you do feel like it you naturally kind of like come out of it like you start feeling a desire to be around more people and you are like excited to like see people you have like 
it's just a feeling and you'll you'll feel it when you're ready to like start i would also like to say is you're not the only one going through it like right even when you do feel like you are the only one going Mm -hmm. through it in those late night thoughts like when you are sitting in your bed and you're like wow, like it couldn't get any worse. Mm -hmm. Just know it does get worse and you just have to be happy where you're at. Yeah. And know that you're not the only one going through it. Yeah, one thing that's helped, and I think our faith is like honestly paved our entire like life here and like the journey of everything. And I feel like for him, the transformation he's had, like when I say Jake's done like a 380, it's like a three, it's it's usually 360, right? Yeah. A 380, but we say 380 because it's like you've done more than just a 360. Um, like every habit and routine and thing like has changed for him. Um, but I feel like it, when you tie it back to your faith, that's what helps me, I guess with even like the feeling of anxiousness. I wanted to talk about this and we didn't, but when we were going to that, like youth night, we were sitting in the car and like I said, we were nervous. Like we both have anxiety, like genetically, like he's got it worse than I do, but it's like pretty bad. And mine is really triggered in like big environments with a lot of people, especially people I don't know. I'm really intimidated by like big groups like i'm i'm an introverted extrovert so if you like come up to me i can talk your ear off but like i'm not gonna like go up to someone that's just something i've never done and i i, I can work on it but we literally had to sit there and one thing i heard in our service our church like our sermon the week before was talking about like the holy spirit and that like the devil's working at you and like giving you that anxiety like that's what the devil wants at heart is for you to be anxious and for you not to go into church and so i had to remind myself <coughs> and be like I can't let the devil like win essentially (coughs) and sorry Jake's kind of got a cough going on but um I was sitting there and I was like everything in me wanted to not go in like I hadn't been that nervous in a very long time like I I felt like it was like probably the highest level of anxiety I've had since I can remember like I wanted to like throw up I was like anxious I was like sweaty like I was like jittery I couldn't really I like literally to start praying so I'm like that's the only thing that can like now calm me down but I was like having the understanding that anxiety is from the devil and that's him working and you have to trust and like pray in those moments and it's really weird because i've never done that in my life but i sat there and i prayed and i said god will never put me through something he doesn't want me to go through and that he can't get me through and i was like god is not going to put me in this youth night with all of these christians and and let me have a terrible experience like i just knew that deep down like it was going to be a good night everything was going to go perfect and you guys like it could not have went better like i went in there and the guy we're friends with he knows everyone there like he knows everyone there and i'm like that overwhelms me even. Like, I would be more comfortable if we were with one other person. We could walk in, yeah. go to our seats, and sit down. But I'm like, I knew he was going to be talking to everyone. But that's exactly what we needed. And let me tell you, he introduced us to every everyone. single person. It was, you, the, it was probably over 15 people. It was so... I, yeah. And, but it was... Not to interrupt you again, but it was truly amazing. The feeling... Like, I don't know if you got it, but like I just felt like... It all just like went away, and yeah. the feeling of it all going away, like your anxiety just yeah. vanishing, mm-hmm. like you know you just kind of beat the devil, right. and like God right. knew you would, yeah. but you personally then had to do it. Mm-hmm. Like we were there, we knew we were going to go in, but the yeah. devil was telling us, "No, you can't." Like, like it would be so much easier just to go get food and go back home and yeah. watch it online. Like you should just do that. Yeah. But knowing that God is so much stronger, God, mm-hmm. like she said is never going to put you in a situation that isn't going to teach you a lesson yeah. if it is bad, but he's then never going to put you in a situation that isn't going to be that an amazing outcome. Yeah. yeah. Like you're yeah. always going to get through it. Kind of like, just like, nope, I guess I kind of lost my train of thought. There. Anyway, back to what I, I'll kind of bounce back off though, but it is like, it was like such a 
wave of relief but like it was more than that it was I feel like that was one of like my god moments my like aha moments and I think if you're a Christian you've probably had one of these and they're the best feelings ever because I I, like I said I prayed about it in the car and I was like god please like allow me to like have these conversations and be like feel comfortable and like open up to people meet new people and like have a good time and just get everything I need to get out of this experience and we walked in there and the first person I met you guys like we were with Kyler oh should I say his name it doesn't matter uh we were with our friend and he introduced us to or he was talking to this one guy i don't know we went to the bathroom so i had to pee really bad so i was so anxious i was drinking all this water and we came back out and he was talking to somebody and they literally happened to be talking about macros like protein carbs and fats like that's my jam and our friend like there was something and he was kind of confused and i knew exactly the answer so like piped in and then it was like a snowball and me and this other guy started talking for like five or ten minutes about like macros and fitness and social media like everything that I love to talk about like my world and I was like God put the most perfect conversation in person like right there right when I needed it like that was the first conversation I had that was my icebreaker and I was like like a wave of relief just came over me like Jake and him like walked away and just let me finish the conversation because they knew I would be fine because before I would have been like Jake you were not leaving my side like I had that conversation yeah, in the car did. I'm like I will be like your puppy dog I will be following you because that's that's how I am but then I was I could have probably walked around there the rest of the night alone. Um, but then the next conversation we had, it was one of his friends started talking about social media. And I'm like, yeah. literally everything I talked about, I was so comfortable and it was such a genuine conversation. And I was like, wow. And then we go up and we're worshiping in the front, you guys. Like, there are so many people There's at this event. There's probably over 200 people there. And it was just like the coolest because it was funny. Again, we were with like a group of friends, a group of like our friends friends uh-huh. and they all wanted to go up there and it's the first thing you do it's like they play worship music and they have a whole band and then it's like a mosh but you feel like you're at a concert that's essentially what it is it's like a christian concert but it's like so many people and and one thing too at these like non-denominational churches that were like one keep in mind we were raised catholic so in catholic services they don't have like christian bands performing people don't have their hands up worshiping and praising like i've never experienced that since moving here i've never done that and I knew every single person in the front does that. And I was like, that intimidated me. That scared me. But it's something you, I've always wanted to do. Like when you see it and you're sitting in church and you see people doing that, it's like, I wish I had the courage like, to like do badass. that. It is. It's like cool, but it's it's a process too. And you can't really force it. Like I don't, you can, but it's like, so natural. I think you ease your way into it. And then it you is. just like feel kind of like the Holy Spirit just kind of like, you just do it without even noticing kind you, of. And then you're all yeah. of a sudden your hands are up yeah. and you're like, whoa, yeah. like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I, while we were doing that though, I just like had a moment where it was like, i kind of forgot everyone else was there and you're not like, you think you're going to be focused on every, like 200 people behind you, the 500 people around you, but everyone's like, so in the moment too, that it's like, it was such a wave of relief. And I was like, yeah. so proud of myself because the, the choir or like the main singer or some guy at the front was kind of saying how he encouraged the people in the back to like come up front. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was really we cool to just be to be people. like, I was them. And I hope like we could ins- like, you know, inspire somebody yeah. up there in the front. And it's like, it is scary, but I don't know. That was just such a, tr- a cool night just because it was something we were like so scared for, so nervous for. And it like went so well and it was so much fun. And like the word was so good that like service, like. I'm literally excited to go. Like, yeah. I wish it was, like, every night. Like, I could go to that every single night because it's so impactful. Um, but anyway, back to the whole loneliness thing. It's just, like, yeah. it's just a journey and it's an experience. And, again, like Jake said, you're not alone. Like, everyone goes through that and it's such a blessing at the same time. Like, you have to, like, understand that it's happening for you. And that's, like, it's okay and it's natural. And I think you – it just often happens when you're kind of having a shift within yourself. Um, and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Um, you're going to lose some friends. You're going to gain some new ones. Like, 
I think you kind of have to filter through your old life when you're creating like a new life for yourself. And that often happens in your 20s. And I feel like that's so common to feel lonely in your 20s. But you have to do something about it. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. It's not just going to happen. It doesn't just happen. Like you have to put yourself in situations. Like you have to put yourself. You met those people through social media. You have to reach out and like actually go and like meet up with these people. And that's scary. Like meeting with a new girlfriend as a girl or a guy. It's almost just as scary as going on first date. Like that's exactly what it feels Uh like. It's not fun by any means at first like the feelings before but then you have such a good time so you have to be working at it but again it's just like there's no magic timeline to it you're just gonna know and i can truly like testify for myself and for him like we both went through it and you just get a feeling of like you know you're like you're ready um but don't rush it like just allow yourself to like feet like sit in solitude because solitude and loneliness have a whole episode on that and they're so different so um yeah, I don't want to talk too much on that because, like I said, I have an entire episode. Um, but I can link that below because that's there's a big difference. And I think also, too, that will kind of help make this make sense. But we're going to move on to the next question. Okay, the next question that we got asked was how to avoid giving into peer pressure and group decisions after new- moving to a new place. I feel like I guess we kind of just talked about this a little bit. And it's just like you have to... especially if you're moving to a new place use this as an opportunity to shape your friend group and your community and the people you surround yourself by like if they're peer pressuring you into doing something you don't want to do they're not people you should necessarily be associating yourself with like don't hang out with those people because that isn't who you want to become you've got to seek out people who are already in the position like kind of like jake said his friend a lot of his friends are his mentors and so it's like people who it's like i want to be like them i want to live a life like them surround yourself by people like them you know um don't be surrounding yourself by people just because it's it's normal and it's okay you have to surround you are who you surround yourself i know we say that all the time but it's like the most true thing ever true and raw thing ever and you have to go into those uncomfortable like uncomfortable environments like we were talking about like previously to then make yourself feel comfortable yeah and because you're not going to go if it's normal and it just it clicks right away and you're mm-hmm. not scared at all. Those are probably, I hate to say, but not the right people. Because if you're wanting to change your habits, change what you want, mm-hmm. it shouldn't feel comfortable going and hanging out with them, meeting them for the first time. It should be a little uncomfortable. It should be a like little bit intimidating. Maybe. Yeah. And you just have to be, I guess, Shoot, sorry. at the end of the day, okay with like being nervous and being scared. Yeah. That is a good thing. Like... And the people, I guess, with me doing it, they might be able to see, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I am a little scared. Yeah. And they're only going to help you. They're only Mm going to be the main character in the conversation. They're going to hold the conversation for you. And even if they don't, okay, that's one bad experience. Yeah. And now you just know not to do that again, maybe. And it's just, it is all a time. It is all almost a trial and error until you do find those right people. You will meet people that aren't exactly who you want and they're still okay to have as friends yeah like i have many friends that don't have the same desires and like wants that i want in life and that's not going to change how i feel about them change the relationship we have and they know that now i would say and so well most of the time i would say like a lot of the friends in your life now they're kind of looking up to you as like a mentor like you're like paving the way and I feel like that's why the friendship still lasts because if they were like, no, come, come drink and get high and like party and do all this and don't go to church, like 
that's when you would cut the ties off. Like, yeah. you wouldn't be friends with them. And I don't want you guys to think, like, it's good to have friends who are peer pressuring you into, like, differences. But yeah, your good. friends, you've made such a transformation, but they're also, like, viewing that. And they're asking you questions of, like, what have you done? How have you done it? And that's why I think that it's still, like, a lasting friendship. Yeah, and that's 100%. what you have to understand for your previous ones. But for the new ones, like, if you're going into a situation and you're, like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm anxious, I'm nervous cut the ties. I'm going to be honest, like cut the ties because it's doing you no good. It's not fulfilling you. It's not making you a better person. It's causing you stress and anxiety. And that's just is what it is. You have to put yourself first in that situation because there are people out there who are going to like inspire you and lead you and influence you in such a positive way. You just got to seek them out and you got to pray about it and you got to put yourself in environments where you can meet those people. Um, kind of like us going to this church thing. I'm yeah. sure we're probably in six months, we could probably make an episode reflecting back and i'm sure we'll have friends from there that are like oh, really good friends and so it's like it's a journey friends, yeah. you know like we only we each only have like a handful of friends here but they're like really high quality amazing friends and yep. good people um so <coughs> it's just it's it's not worth keeping those ones around that aren't benefiting you 100%. and like making you a better person and just like, in your early 20s you really have to be honest with yourself because it's such a transformative point in your life too where like you can go in a lot of different directions and it's so easy to go down the wrong path because of people in your life and the people you surround yourself with. So if you want something bad enough, make sure the people in your life are supporting you, influencing you, and leading you down that path as well, or you're not going to get there. I promise you, like... 100%. And your willpower it, cannot outweigh pressure and peer pressure, and it's it's just... It's, like, inevitable. Like, you just got... It's all about the people you're with. So if you're feeling like they're not leading you down the right path, they're not, and trust that. And sometimes I will say to, like, kind of reflect off of that, Yeah, that can be sometimes one of the hardest things to do like i i can personally say i have cut ties with people that it was good to cut ties with them but yeah. then i've also cut ties with people now where i'm looking back and i'm like okay jake like yeah. that was not a good thing to do they were not hurting you in any like way shape or form they weren't trying to lead you down those paths yeah. and that is also like you're gonna make mistakes on your journey as well yeah. and that is something I have learned and I have been talking with like my friends and stuff on how to genuinely like reach back out to them even though yeah I did cut ties fully with them that's the thing is like sometimes it's like a seasonal thing and it's like you're transforming yeah. and they're not going to benefit you now but that doesn't mean you can't like rekindle the friendship like a lot of that happened to me too a lot of my friends I kind of drifted away from but now we're still friends we're maybe not best friends like we were originally but we still like we'll get lunch and catch up and like there's still a support system and they're there for you um it's just it's like it kind of it's just a shift in the I friendship guess it, like it's almost like the kind of trial and error you will mess up when you think you are doing good yeah but then you most of the time when you do what you think is best 90% of the time I will say it does end up being for the better yeah. and being for the best Right. Okay, we'll go to the next question. Um, this is how to man up and move out of your hometown. I feel like it's kind of like a band-aid situation sometimes because it's so easy to not. It's like it was honestly not even something I ever really considered until like the opportunity just kind of randomly happened. Like we came, traveled here, liked it, and we're like, well, maybe we should come out here. And then he got hurt in baseball, and then it just kind of was the right time. Just kind of one day. But, I don't know if she texted me or I texted you. And we were just kind of like, okay, like, let's yeah. do it. And we flew down here with my our dad. Yeah. And we had places in mind that we thought we wanted to go look at. We did a lot of research before we did come down. And 
look yeah. at places. Yeah. And we knew what we wanted and what we needed. Yeah. And then we came down and fell in love with the place that we thought we were going to fall yeah. in love with. And then it's just kind of... You just got to do it. You just have to it's, do it. It sucks. It's not fun whatsoever. But once you get there mm-hmm. and now, like where I'm at in my life, and yeah. I can probably speak for her as well, it's the best thing you'll ever do yeah. in your like life. If there's one piece of like advice I would give someone, it is to get out of your hometown because Move. your hometown is your comfort zone. It is your comfort zone and growth doesn't really... Growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. No. And like even I can tell you guys, like I've been back home three or four times in the past six months with like the holidays and just random stuff. And... I'm there for about seven to nine days at a time and every single time I notice myself reverting back to like my old habits my old routines and like my old self and one of the things that I've like noticed in myself is when I'm here I'm like the best version of myself I'm like so much more focused on like what I actually want I'm disciplined I'm organized like I just feel good like I feel like my best self and when I go home instantly it is back to like your content yeah my content self and i'm not really bettering myself there and it's still nice to go home because it's like home but it's like i wouldn't want to live there and like be creating my life and like your early 20s like it's so it's such a critical time in your life and if you want to do something if you have that like i guess if you have like a feeling inside that's like you're you feel like you're meant for more or like you've not even necessarily that, but you just feel like there's something out there. <coughs> get out of your like, just get out of your hometown. And I don't to know. To kind of reflect off of that, to go back, it is not for everybody. Like a hundred percent, it is not for everybody. It it, no. it just truly isn't. It is meant for people. I would say it's meant for eighty percent of the people, and I would a hundred percent tell all a hundred percent of the people to go and try it. Yeah. But like, just like Chloe's best friend, mm-hmm. she went and moved to by Florida. herself to Florida and. She tried it, she gave it the experience, Mm -hmm. and she didn't like it, and now she came back to Iowa, and Mm -hmm. she knew that is where she could be her her best. Yeah, that's her best self is there. She was not her best self. She was in a really dark place there, and she, you're not going to create the life you want to live when you're living in a really dark, lonely point of your life, and she came back to Iowa, and she's thriving. Like, she's so happy, but she was like, I'm so glad I did that and experienced that, because it is reassuring to be at home and be like, okay, this is where I'm meant to be, Um, but I think, like Jake said, like, you just got to try it, but... It's scary and it's hard and it's it's not like an easy task to just like up and move well, out of your hometown. It's one of the hardest things to but do. But I think there's a lot of cool like opportunity. Like if you're going to school, maybe look for a school that's it doesn't even have to be like out of the state, but it's just like across town, like in a new environment, new people. Like that is one of the benefits of college. Is it a long you. car ride that like you don't want to make every single day? Yeah, like I only when I went to college, I went to a school 45 minutes away. You guys, I literally came home every single weekend. Like I, my life did not change. It felt like I was just. Like, a blink of an eye, I was there, and then I was home, and nothing really changed. And now being here, frick, we have to get a flight. You know, we yeah. have a four-hour flight home. So it's like, I don't know. I just, it's kind of one of those things you just have to do, and you have to trust in the process of it, and be okay if it works, be okay if it doesn't. Because it's not, like Jay said, it's not for everybody, but there's, like, I've had nothing but a, an amazing experience. Like, it's the exactly. best decision I've ever made, and I, like... I never want to go back, like, right now. Like, I can't even picture. Like, I don't even want to go back and, like, travel back home right now. Like, I like when everyone just comes here. (laughs) Exactly. And I guess not to interrupt you or not to even, like, kind of change it either. Mm -hmm. But with us, we were from a small town in Iowa as well where we were surrounded by cornfields, bean fields, kind of the country, not as suburban area. We had a little bit of city and not as much. And we knew... That we adapted to this city, more people, yeah. the kind of grind a lot more. Mm-hmm. And 
just by coming out here on vacations, just by seeing what everyone does day by day, yeah. just kind of seeing the more, not, I, it's like, I feel bad, like, but like the more expensive, the nicer, kind of like, I should never say chase the shiny object because don't. But just seeing that out there motivates you. I would say it's inspiring to see the amount of like success that is like in this area. Like we live near Scottsdale, and that's like one of the most like upscale, high end, ritzy towns in the country. But it's like being from Iowa in a small town. That's just not the normal. Like it's obviously a different lifestyle. But it is like inspiring to see, and we meet a lot of really successful young people, and it like opens our perspective, and it helps us network and like communicate, and it it's very expansive. Like it's very good if you're again in your early 20s and you're trying to carve a path for like work school like whatever your like dream is it does help when you're in a bigger city it does help when you're on more people and not to interrupt you again but half the time you think like oh you're just moving out to like a brand new state and like everyone else has already lived there by them like live there their whole lives Mm -hmm. i will tell you if you are from a smaller state and not from like the big city moving out into the bigger states Almost 50% of the people are not born and raised there. They are just moving there. They might have lived there yeah. a couple of years. I think they Phoenix were all specifically, kind of, where we are, and like in, within the valley, like this area is kind of known for that as like yeah, a. Like you don't see very. No one's really almost, born and raised here. to see a born and raised kind of Arizonian. Yeah, like it's. And I think that's like my favorite part of being here is because like everyone also like that you meet is went through what you went through. So they're like really willing to help and like give you advice and I feel like it makes the relationship and the friendship easier just because it's more genuine and they understand like when they were in your position how bad they needed a friend and stuff um but it's just it's a it's just a good experience um and I definitely recommend it to everyone and I've said that before on here but definitely get out of your hometown 100%. at least try it any opportunity you get okay next question is what was so I'm gonna combine the two kind of um what was the din- the dynamic between you guys growing up I feel like We've always been, like, close, but, again, we're, like, a boy and a girl. We didn't sound like we played the same sports or ever on the same team, so we got home. We were always, like, close and got along, but we're closer now. I like, would say. We're the closest we've ever been. 100%. But we live together, so. <laughs> we've gone through not even, like, ups and downs, but, like, when I went to college last year, yeah. I would say I went months, probably a month or two on end without even saying a word to you. We yeah. never really, like... We were never the type of, like, siblings that would, like, call each other all the time or, no. like, FaceTime or something. Like, we didn't really have any connections. I would see what she posted on social media, yeah. and I would kind of like it and maybe comment on it every yeah. once in a while. But then at the same time, I guess we both knew that we had each other in our yeah. back pockets yeah. if we ever did need each other. But yeah. she knew she was doing well. I knew she was doing yeah. well. And with what I had, I was doing very well at the time, which what I thought was doing very well. You were and happy. Like I was, you, yeah, yeah, I was happy and I was content. Like, I didn't, I guess we really didn't need each other. Yeah. And, but then every single time I would come back home for breaks yeah. or just come back home for the weekends, we would always go work out together. Mm-hmm. We would always go and do a lot of things yeah. together. Like, and when we were together, we would do it together. Yeah. Yeah. And but we, it's just like your typical, like, siblings, like you don't like do everything like we have different like separate lives yeah. so like i was in school i was living on my own you were two hours away yeah. going to school doing your thing so like in the recent years we weren't that close but we were but close like when we were together then we i would say along. when i was in high school too i would say we were a lot closer with like the working out aspect yeah. she's always helped me with like the working out yeah. like with my kind of social media and stuff she mm-hmm. was always like 
kind of my mentor who I would go yeah. to. And like when she was at Iowa and I was like a senior and junior mm-hmm. in high school, I would always go down to Iowa City yeah. like a couple times a week and worked out with her just mm-hmm. because I knew it gets you in that atmosphere and mm-hmm. I knew that was best for me. But then it was also a good bonding time for the yeah. two of us. And it was always, it's always better to work out with another person than by yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I think like we've always been close, but then at the same time, mm-hmm. we've been very distant, but yeah. still close at the same yeah. time, I guess. I'd say like closer than like most probably siblings. Like we've always yeah. been like above average, like, mm-hmm. cause we just have a lot of similar, like we have interests. the same desires. Like we like wants. doing the same stuff. So it's always easy. We can just do it together and we get along really well. Um, so we've just always been like great, like yeah. blessed in that sense. Um, and then growing up, like as kids, I guess it was just like, we'd hang out. We we're so close in age that you would hang out with a lot of my guy friends in high school yeah, that's... and growing up. So you were always kind of around too. Um, like if I had people over, you were tip- like typically hanging out with us. If it was the guys or well, you always like, got along with my girlfriends. Yeah. And I guess I, it did. I was always friends kind of with the older kids. Yeah. Like that's just kind of yeah. who I always have surrounded myself with. Yeah. Like some of my best friends in high school. At the time, I was a freshman, and they were seniors. Like, yeah. those were my friends. you were friends. hanging out with, like, my guy friends. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it all did kind of work out very yeah. well. Yeah. And I guess I got along with them so well, and I mm-hmm. guess they did respect me for, a, like, a, enough to yeah. want to go and do things with me as well. Like, mm-hmm. like, definitely was way more immature than all of them, and yeah. they knew that, and they would pick on me and, like, do all right. that. But it was just something. But that's just, like, a guy I, like, Yeah, like, thing. I accepted it, and I guess yeah. we have just always been... I think we would have honestly even been closer in high school if I hadn't been dating my ex. Yeah. Because I, like, had that, like, yeah. guy That's, I guess, kind of where we... Probably drifted. Yeah, kind of drifted because you were just kind of always with him. And then yeah. you really didn't even hang out with, like, the old other, like, guys that yeah, I used to be friends with. Yeah, that's... And I just played kind of on, like, the same team as them, like, in baseball and all yeah. these. So I always just kind of stayed close with them. But then even... Like you were better friends with my guy friends at a point than I was when yeah, I was dating him. 100%. For sure. But, yeah, we've always just had, like... <coughs> correlations i guess that we've always like been like ties that would never yeah. like never broke yeah um but now we're like obviously like closer than we've ever been because we live together and we do everything together especially being in a new city and stuff and both of us are single so it's not like we have a significant other to go do stuff with so we just go with each other and it's it's like kind of perfect it is what it is yeah. <laughs> it's kind of perfect there's right a, now there's it's a blessing in disguise sometimes um okay this kind of leads into this so this one said living with your siblings pros and cons um, I feel like there's a lot of pros because say, I've lived with like roommates and then I've lived on my own and now I've lived with a sibling pros. It's easy because one, it's your sibling. So you can kind of like, there's a lot of those like uncomfortable situations with the roommate where it's like, you feel bad being like, clean up your stuff or like be quiet or, you know, like you don't want to be like overstepping, but yeah. when it's your sibling, it's kind of different. Cause like, <laughs> it's your sibling. So I can be like, Jake, clean it up. Or I'm like, Jake, get up. Like I can be kind of. honest and blunt and it's not like awkward and overstepping and it doesn't really cause any controversy because we can get mad at each other but then you just get over it because it's not personal it's not like and not to interrupt you but it is always for the better too it's not like like i'll admit i used to be i used to love my sleep i would go to bed Mm -hmm. at 2 3 in the morning i would wake up at 10 30 11 yeah chloe has always been the girl that goes to bed 8 39 (laughs) and she's up at 5 36 in the morning yeah and i would tell her I want that. Like, yeah. I need to be like that. That's when I was kind of going through my whole process of my change. Mm-hmm. And there would be many nights during the week I would go to bed, not till two, mm-hmm. but I would tell her. I mean, it's on like our Church of Twins yeah. accounts, like videos. I would tell her to come into my room and forcefully wake me up so I could get into that habit. Yeah. It was never 
for the wrong reasons. We were yelling at each other or mm. telling each other to do something because we were just generally like upset with each yeah. other. It was always to make each other better yeah. in a sense. It was like benefiting something. Like yeah. if you're like, I don't know, like clean something up. It's because it needs to be cleaned up. Yeah. You know, or put something away or anything like that. Like we need to go do this. You yeah. need to go to the grocery store. You need to go to the yeah. gym. Like Something like that. It was always kind of a motivating thing. Like yeah. we knew we needed to do it. It was just nice that we had each other. I guess it's, we kind of utilize each other in a sense where we like are trying to better each other constantly. Like yeah. we're kind of hard on each other, but it's like we're trying to develop each other. 100%. Which is really nice because it's not like a, it's, yeah, it just works. Um, so there's a lot of pros and there's pros cause it's like we're siblings. So our parents come and stay and then it's just like normal. It's not like, yeah. it'd be weird if I had a roommate and my parents are crashing at my place for like a week at a time, but like yeah. with our parents, it's not weird. And, um, it just makes it a lot of like those little things just simpler and stuff. Um, and we can just like split groceries and it's just, it's, it's more similar to like living with your significant other than a roommate, you know? Cause it's like just more. It's more natural. It is. It's just kind of you like you do your to, thing, I do my thing. It doesn't have to yeah. be like right down the middle split. Um, cons, I don't really know. I honestly like... I don't really have any that I can think of. Like, I, it, That's like kind of the weirdest thing is I would say we've never... We've gotten plenty like pissed off at each other. Like well, yeah. she know, like she's gone to her room and shut her door and hasn't talked to me <laughs> for a couple hours. But I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. But I would say those cons, what, how we see our cons is we see them as pros because it's making us a better yeah. person overall. Yeah. We know when we get like, I know the bu- buttons I can't push on her mm-hmm. because I know the way she'll react. So yeah. it's just like learning and that's mm-hmm. a pro in my life. And when I find an, yeah. another person or when she finds like another mm-hmm. person, you just kind of know. Yeah. It's almost kind of, it's just like a trial and error. Like, yeah. Okay, I, I can't say this to her. I can't in the mornings. I can't make her go do all these things when she is doing something. I yeah. can't tell her to get out of doing that and go do something with me. Like, yeah, like it, we have our routines. We like kind of figure each other's routines out. Yeah, and I would say, and yeah. like sum it all up is the cons we have. We try our hardest to turn them into pros. Yeah, you utilize it to like be a lesson, kind of. Yeah. A lot of people are always like, "Is it weird like dating and like." hanging out with people but it's funny because i think again we can kind of utilize it as in the sense of like we hold each other kind of to a standard like if you brought out some girl home that i was like jake like i'm gonna kind of tell like you don't it, it, it kind of makes us before we do things you, you like think pre-think twice. about it you do think twice about it and you it, it's kind of nice like it's that filter and it puts that resistance before making like a poor decision or a bad decision um because it is like your sibling and we're gonna call each other out on it and like He's my brother. Like, I'm, I am I want what's best for him. So, if it's a girl, I'm like, no. Or, like, yeah. if a girl's coming, like, he's not going to have some girl come over at, like, 2 a.m. Like, I mean, we don't do that really anymore because yeah, we're, like, Christian. And, like, yeah. our perspectives on that change. We have a question about that and we'll talk about it. But, <coughs> like, everyone's always like, is it weird, like, hanging out with guys? I haven't had a guy over here. But that's by a choice. Like, I have not hung out with a guy here. Like, mm-hmm. and the thing is, that's not my focus right now. And it's kind of nice because I think... Too, if I was living alone or something, maybe that would be different. I don't know. Um, It'd just be so much easier. Yeah. And it's not even like I should say it's like it's not weird for us. Like if mm-hmm. she was to bring a dude over, yeah. Like I'm not gonna make it like all no. unintentionally like weird and stuff. Like and I'm, it helps because we have our space. Like yeah, our place like, is big. We're gonna give each other like respect, respect, and like yeah. we go do something while like we're yeah. hanging out or like yeah. things like that. And we're not gonna like oh you got a boy coming over like I'm yeah. gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna sit there like piss, ruin it. Yeah, like yeah. ruin it. Like, yeah, we like we have just like that mutual respect and yeah. understanding and stuff. Like 
you kind of saw a girl for a while and like i liked her like we all got along the thing is we get along so well so typically the people you would date and the people i would date like they're gonna get along with you and that is like something that when i would date like obviously yeah. that's a like something that's like a Just need date. for I me would like not say a while a little short time for a little bit anyway yeah but there was like, a girl for a little bit and yeah. i like but we all kind of hung out yeah it was, it was, normal. It was, like, it was yeah, just like, kind of like a girl was hanging out and like it yeah was, like, it was weird. more like a friend yeah but then yeah you learn more and more and it's just things mm-hmm. don't work out right but there's really not many yeah. cons because like we said every con you kind of turn into a pro like yeah anyway um okay now i kind of want to talk about this would you date someone broke who's broke but insanely strong work ethic and detailed vision a hundred percent. I've I've learned now mm-hmm. that money doesn't define anybody. What no. someone has doesn't define you at all. Yeah. It's almost I guess it's almost better to find that yeah. type of person that doesn't have as much mm-hmm. but has the mindset that they are gonna go out and get yeah. that because I would say now that what we have found and mm-hmm. what we have started prioritizing more mm-hmm. is when we are going to find someone else, yeah. it's going to be like a best friend and they are going to motivate us to do better. Yeah. We're going to push them. It's going to be a duo. Yeah. It's not going to be, okay, they're already way up here. And in a, I'm, no, sorry not to interrupt you, but I think, and in, in like the not in a weird way, but I think because we've noticed how much growth we've pushed in each other, that it's like we value that and finding that in a significant other to like hold me accountable yeah. and like make me a better person because we've literally done that for each other because like your siblings, it's you love each other. Obviously, it's a different type of love, but like it's still like that similar like you want what's best for them they want what's best for you and like seeing the progress we've made because we've been able to hold each other accountable like that is something now that we prioritize like in a in our significant others 10 percent, yeah and i i guess i would say it's that's never been a factor for either of us what someone else has and what some like i would say if that's kind of what you want you should really take a step back and think about it and not even being yeah. rude or disrespectful but if that is oh i want a girl that has this has that mm-hmm. is like that i will because in my opinion if you flip it and it's like imagine you said would you date someone who's really rich but has a terrible work ethic and no vision for oh. the future no like that's so off-putting that is so like red flag to me like that's the thing that i view marriage and like dating and stuff is like it's it's like your partner it's like your business partner in life and stuff and like why would you want to partner up with someone who has no vision and has no work ethic like they're not going to get anywhere in life and there's going to be like you have to work hard at everything you have to work hard at a marriage you have to work hard at raising kids you have to work hard in your career you have to work hard literally everything in life and nothing's easy and so if they can't do that like what are they going to do really you know um so those are the things that i prioritize like in a partner so much and like like that is like one of the first things that i notice about a guy is like their work ethic and if they have visions and goals like you can literally be, be so broken at like the lowest point but if you have like intention you and you're working you towards want, it and you know what you want like that's all you need in life right right at the end of the day it's the people that are just wanting the shiny objects mm-hmm. in life those are the worst people to associate yourself with and be with it's yeah those things come with hard work and discipline yeah and wanting the best for yourself that's what that's a reward for mm-hmm. going through all of those hard times. Yeah. It's not, it shouldn't be, oh my gosh, I just got enough money to go out and buy this gold watch. Mm-hmm. I just got enough money yeah. to go out and get that. And that's all you strive for. That's all you mm-hmm. want in life. It should, you should not want to, I guess our dad says it the most is work should be fun and it should be 
the best time of your life. You should never get like hate your job, hate mm-hmm. what you want to do. It should, mm-hmm. It's fun. It should be fun. And at the end of the day, it's not about the money yeah. make of guess of course like everyone probably wants to make more money yeah but at the end of the day you have to love what you do yeah I and think... you have to respect that for another person as well i agree i agree um i guess yeah i will kind of yeah. wrap it up there but um it is funny how <coughs> our perspectives on like relationships and dating we could probably make a whole podcast and maybe we'll do another q a sometime mm-hmm. about just like dating and stuff but um I think, and all, honestly, like, that whole, like, work ethic and oh, that whole question can kind of tie back to, like, friendships as well and, like, your friends in your life, too. Um, like, people like that can really benefit you and really bring value to you, people who work hard and are consistent. Um, so keep that in mind. But all in all, do you have any last comments? Peace out. Seek Jesus, you guys. Seek Jesus, guys. Your hoodies. If you're watching Seek this, you can see them if you're not. That's unfortunate because they're really cute. But anyway, okay, guys, thanks for listening, and we will chat next week. Bye, guys.